You're listening to the Influencer Podcast, episode 96. Now, today's topic is something really important that a lot of online entrepreneurs tend to overlook, I think, and avoid. I'm talking about the law side of things, right? Hashtag legal. I know things like privacy policies in terms of use can sound not fun, not sexy, and quite intimidating, but they really are important to protecting yourself, protecting your work, and protecting your websites. So understanding the legal basics really empowers you to make the right decisions on your own, and I can't think of a better person than the amazing Bobby Klink to break it all down for us. So let me give you the rundown. Bobby's a lawyer, but not a typical lawyer. He went to Harvard Law School and he has worked at some of the most prestigious law firms, but you won't hear him talk about that too much these days. Today, Bobby is a full-fledged online entrepreneur whose expertise is in law. He really does know the legal stuff and how it applies to things like affiliate marketing, sales funnels, platform building, websites, you name it. So he made a name for himself through our friend Amy Porterfield as her resident attorney, and that is how I actually met Bobby. I met him over last summer through one of Amy's amazing events. And when I got to know him and meet him, I was like, I've got to have you on the podcast. I know that you can help my listeners get the legal protection that they need and that they may be overlooking. Bobby is all around generous and he's just awesome. And he makes this whole scary legal thing really simple and approachable. So I can't wait for you to hear his wisdom in today. So let's get to it. So I got to give a shout out to our reviewer of the week, and that is Demetrine Britt. And she says, as a college student, I am passionate about sharing knowledge and having engaging discussions. And I've been so impacted by the Influencer Podcast because it's helped me sort out my thoughts and build my skill set. One thing that sets this podcast apart is that it consistently gives. Every week, I can expect a great handout that encourages me to keep going and taking action, not just to try to remember what Julie says during my morning commute. But with her interviews with amazing and diverse people across industries, anyone can find something to identify with. It's people like Julie and this podcast who you can tell care about other people's success. Well, thank you so much for that enlightening and successful um, review. I really, really love it. And I love that you love our downloadables. I agree with you. I think that that's one of the most bomb things about this podcast is the freebies. And if you're anything like me and you kind of need a little bit more time to retain something, I'm also a highlighter woman. Like I need to get that highlighter out and get going. So I love me a worksheet. So I I am glad that some of you are finding those worksheets super helpful. Now, they are pretty much on every single episode that we have of Influencer Insights and then on some of the Influencer Podcast episodes as well. So, of course, I want to hear from more of you who listen in each week. I want to know what you love about the podcast, what you want to hear more of on the podcast. So make sure to subscribe to the Influencer Podcast on iTunes, and you can give us a review there as well as um, a rating, and we will then take that review and we will highlight it on an upcoming episode like we did today. Also, I want to make sure that you screen screenshot today's episode on your phone right now and tag me on your Instagram story at Joel Solomon and our guest today, which is at your online genius and hashtag the influencer podcast to let myself and Bobby know today that you are tuning in and then what you love about this episode the most. Welcome to the Influencer Podcast. I'm your host, Julie Solomon, a marketing strategist, brand building expert, speaker, and New York Times bestselling publicist. This is where I take you behind the scenes with today's top influencers, industry insiders, and entrepreneurs as they share step-by-step strategies to help you turn your online dreams into a purposeful and profitable business. Hello. Hello, 
Well, that, that's quite a, that's quite an exciting hello. I know. I'm like, hello. Um, how are you? I'm so glad that you're here today. I'm so excited to just let my audience dive into all the great nuggets that you're going to be sharing. Um, happy, happy new year. And thanks for being here. Well, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Um, I, I, you know, I loved when we met and I, I'm excited, I'm excited to continue following you and, and excited to talk to your community here. Yes. So I do want to talk a little bit about how we met um, and then um, kind of what what led to, to this conversation. We kind of had some initial conversations yep. when we met yep. that's kind of leading into this. But before we dive into that, I want to ask you a question that I ask everyone that comes on this podcast, and that is, what does influence mean to you? You know, I, to me, influence means the ability to reach people and to get your message, whatever it is, uh, across to them. Um, and, and to me, message is often not just what you say, but it's what you do. And it's in kind of your values and the way you approach the world. So to me, that's what influence is, having the ability to kind of spread that uh, to a broader community. Mm, I love that. Um, okay, so let's let's dive into it. I know that that the audience got a bit of a, a gist of who you are in in, in the bio that we mentioned before um, the conversation. But I, I would love for you to kind of, I guess, pick up where that left off and and share a little bit about what you do and and kind of how you've gotten into the space that you're in now, which kind of leads into how we met too. Yeah. So I am, uh, so I'm a lawyer, but, um, the, the funny thing is looking back now, I realize I was never really suited to be a normal traditional lawyer, but that's what I did for a long time. Uh, worked at kind of white shoe law firms where, you know, you wear a suit, um, just so you know, this is as dressy as I get, um, I actually dressed up for you. Normally I'd be in a t-shirt, but I was like, oh, I'll dress up. Fabulous. For you. Yeah. Uh, you know, but so I, I, I never really fit in it. And when I actually think back about it, it makes sense. I was like in a punk rock band in college, but somehow I thought I was going to work in a traditional big law firm. But so I did that for a while um, and then worked at some a smaller firms, but I kept seeing a consistent problem, which was lawyers are expensive. And because of that, a lot of entrepreneurs don't go to lawyers. Right. And so I would see them after uh, stuff had hit the fan. Um, <laughs> and so I, I would see it and often there was really nothing I could do. I would just have to tell them, sorry, there's not much we can do at this point. It's too late. And so that drove me nuts. So that kind of led me to where I am, but also there were some other speed bumps. I made some of the classic entrepreneurial mistakes, um, including the last law firm I was at before I started my own. I, I jumped into a partnership without an agreement. Mm. Uh, things went south when my daughter was three months old. And that's how I found myself having to start my own law firm um, with a three-month-old, no clients and no real idea of what I was going to do. That sounds uh, really um, peaceful. Yeah, it was very peaceful. <laughs> Yeah, it was uh, not the the best thing. I mean, it, it was uh, a bit of a traumatic experience. And I mean, the strange thing is one of those guys who was my, my partner at the time, I like to tell this story to help people understand that often it's not just the financial problems that you get into because of legal mistakes. He flew through a hurricane to get to my wedding because my wedding was interrupted by Hurricane Sandy, but he flew to get there. I haven't talked to him since 2014 because of this falling out. And if we would have done the legal stuff right, we wouldn't have had that problem. And so, you know, I've suffered it. And so I want to try to help other entrepreneurs not suffer it. And um, so that's the backstory. Where I am now is, is I have my law firm still, but most of what I do is my online business where I uh, 
I give away all my training for free and then I sell legal templates that are kind of DIY templates for entrepreneurs that are affordable, that people can actually, you know, feel like they can get everything they need, get their protection in place and don't have to worry about it. And then, you know, hey, as you make tons of money, then you can hire me or some other lawyer. But uh, in the meantime, you know, I want to sell kind of something that they can use as a stopgap. Where do you think that that passion for accessibility comes from? Well, so I, it, it comes from my why. So at first I started with, uh, I'll be honest, when I first was trying to figure out pricing, it was because I was scared. Uh, I was scared to ask for a lot of money. And I thought, why would they pay me, et cetera. But I actually reconnected with my why about a year ago. And part of that was reconnecting and going back to this uh, it drove me nuts to see the pain that people were in because they hadn't gotten it done. And I just knew that quite honestly, accessibility and affordability is a big part of it. Right. Um, and so I just said, that's what I care about. There are plenty of people I can make a good living without charging a bunch of money. And so I just made that a decision. And that's kind of been a stake that I've put in the ground. And, you know, a lot of this is quite honestly you know, I would rather you come and pay me a reasonable fee rather than either do nothing or go try to rip somebody else's stuff off and then it's not right for you. So that's kind of my thinking. Right. My friends, as creators, we work so hard creating our content. So we don't want to leave it up to things like an algorithm to determine how successful our online brands and businesses can be. And that is why I love Kajabi. Kajabi is the ultimate all-in-one platform that helps creators and entrepreneurs like myself build successful online businesses by unlocking predictable recurring revenue. And I know they can help you too. No matter your niche, Kajabi makes it easy to turn your skills, your passions, your experiences into enriching offers like online courses, exclusive membership sites, subscription podcasts, communities, personalized coaching, and so much more. What I love about Kajabi is that not only does it make it super easy to use, but they don't take a cut of your revenue because everything is owned and controlled by you. You don't need a huge audience to make a sustainable income online. I talk about that all the time here on the podcast. There are thousands of creators on Kajabi making six and seven figures without having hundreds of thousands of followers, and you can too. Right now, Kajabi is offering a free 30-day trial to start your business Go to kajabi.com slash influencer. That's K-A-J-A-B-I dot com slash influencer. Go to kajabi.com slash influencer and join the creators and entrepreneurs who have made over $7 billion. My friends, have you ever thought that you have done the hard part? You have started your business and you have taken that leap from belief into really stepping out and claiming a vision for yourself. But you know that if you want to make money doing what you love, you need other support. You need to grow. You need to scale. You need a marketing strategy. You need a lot of this stuff. Now, of course, I talk so much about these things, right? Like how to identify your target audience, where to find them, which marketing channels to focus on. So you're really making the most out of your budget. And of course, how to use things like data to set goals. But there's another great podcast that I love out there that also talks about this stuff. And it's called This is Small Business. 
This is Small Business, an original podcast from Amazon, answers so many of these kinds of questions. Whether you're dreaming of starting your business or you're looking to take a part-time side hustle full-time, or maybe you're a few years in and you're ready to scale. This is Small Business is going to give you the practical tips that you can start using today. And I know that if you love these topics on my podcast, you're going to love them on this one too. Make sure to follow This is Small Business on Apple Podcasts or Spotify so you don't miss these fantastic episodes. And a big thanks to This is Small Business business for sponsoring the show. So, um, there's a few, a few things that I want to talk about because I think that, you know, there's, there's what's, what I found really interesting is that you found somewhat of a creative passion, mm-hmm. um, in something that traditionally speaking like law, the first thing that you don't really think about is creativity. Yep. Um, and I loved how you were able to take this very traditional, um, you know, work career, if you will, work life kind of thing, if you will, and then turn it into, um, a really kind of interesting and innovative, um, new path and a new venture. I would love if you would kind of dive into that a little bit, because I think that we do have a lot of listeners who they may still be in that corporate world or in, in that traditional working landscape, if you will, but they have this idea and, you know, their family thinks it's crazy. Sometimes they even think that it's crazy. They're just like, there's no way that this would work. W- would people actually buy that? So did you ever ask yourself those questions? And then how were you able to navigate, navigate and overcome the fact that like, yeah, like legal templates, would people actually buy that? Heck yeah, they'll actually yep. buy that and, and kind of become, become a resource and become a solution provider for that. Well, so, I mean, there's, there's, a lot of parts to that story. And so some of it is, yes, I get asked, I I think about that. And I had those doubts for a long time. And quite honestly, I still talk to some of my friends who are traditional lawyers and like, what do you do? And I I don't even try to explain it because I'm like, they're like, well, why would they go to you instead of LegalZoom? I'm like, yeah, because LegalZoom doesn't have these kinds of contracts because I'm serving a different kind of entrepreneur. Um, And so there's, you know, they just don't get it. And so I don't even try, but you can imagine trying to explain to my parents how I went from Harvard Law School grad, top law firm to, you know, I'm, I kind of really don't want to practice a lot. I'd rather do a lot of the selling stuff on the internet. That was an interesting conversation. They still don't understand what I do exactly. They're like, oh, he does this internet thing. Right. Um, but, but what happened was, candidly, so I had been, for most of my career, I'd been a lawyer who you came to when there was a dispute. So I represented people in lawsuits. And so I spent my life fighting with people all day, every day. And I really didn't like it, but I was good at it. And I was actually really good at it. I would often, once I had my firm, it would be me against a team on the other side of 10 lawyers at top law firms. And I won more than I lost. So, you know, I was good at what I did. But I kind of was going through this malaise, if you will. And so I started working with a, a life coach. It's kind of a life coach also helps men and relationships and a bunch of different things. And so I started talking with her. And after we did the personal stuff, she said, well, do you like what you do? Mm-hmm. And, I, and I stammered. And for the first time in my life, I admitted out loud to someone else that I didn't. And she said, well, then why don't we do something about that? And so she pushed me, uh, and she was the one who originally, you know, said, I can see you going on podcasts, giving people these short little, you know, uh, tidbits. And so I started doing that. That was kind of my first put my toe in the water. I just started appearing on podcasts. That's been, I don't know, two and a half years ago now or something. Um, So I started doing that first. Then eventually, I had the idea for an online course. Again, I had a false start. I thought, I know better 
than my um, potential customers. I'm going to tell them what they need instead of listening to my market. Mistake. Um, but eventually, I, I did start listening and figured out that courses are great and training is great. But really, especially with the legal stuff, let's be honest, you just want to get it done. You just want your protection in place and be done with it. And so that means templates. And so kind of that's how it ultimately came about. And now, like I say, I definitely employ my legal knowledge, but I'm essentially an online marketer and an online entrepreneur now. And I love that and get to hang out with a lot of really great people. So um, that's a great thing. And it's, I thought I was an introvert. Actually, I'm an extrovert when I'm with my people, um, which is kind of an interesting thing that I just never been with the right group of people before. Yeah, it's it's so interesting that you hear that a lot. Um, in um, there's a book called The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron, and she calls them shadow artists. And it's the ones that you know we are all born as these artists and these creative beings, but we can sometimes shadow ourselves from that. And so she even talks about once a shadow artist finds their tribe, is when they're really able to step out of that shadow. Yeah. Um, so when you were saying that, it's it's so interesting that when you find your your crew, your tribe, your group of like-minded people that are really, that, that kind of speak the same kind of different as you, <laughs> you know, how that can kind of help you step into an either, you know, an even greater capacity of growth, um, which kind of leads into how we met, um, yep. because we, we're, we're kind of in that tribe together, yep. if you will. Um, you and I had the privilege of meeting through our friend, Amy Porterfield at one of her events. And I, I would love to know how you, cause you, you had talked about you know, the coach that you were working with, mm -hmm. how did you go from that to sitting at the table at Amy's <laughs> event where I met you? What did that look like? Okay. Well, so, so what happened is I worked with this coach who, 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 um, she kind of convinced me to, uh, to, to make a change. And then I launched my podcast at, at her suggestion. And after like, I started appearing and people kept saying, Oh, you could be, have a podcast. You could have a podcast. So I did that. I launched my first course and I mentioned I didn't listen to my audience and um, I sold one and that person asked for a refund on day 29, um, having never even gone into the course. And so I didn't know what to do. I kept trying. Um, I wasn't having a lot of success. And so I, I tell this story at the beginning of 2018, I had made less than $1,000 in the online world. I was working with people in that space some, but I was not actually making money at it. And I decided to go all in and, and invest in myself. So I invested in a, a couple of different training programs, et cetera. And one of them was B-School through Marie Forleo. And I, I bought it through Amy Porterfield. And when you do that, she's an affiliate. So you get some extra bonuses. And so I just decided separate from everything else that in 2018, one of my words of the year was giving. And so I just decided I was going to do radical giving um, of myself with no expectation of anything coming back to me. And so I approached that um, program through that. And so I just started giving so much in the Facebook group that Amy and her team noticed. And so Amy then was, was creating this course that was a, a bonus for people in that. And she wanted to offer some legal training. And so literally, I get this email one day sitting in this very office. Um, I get an email from Amy Porterfield. At the time, I, you know, I don't get emails from Amy Porterfield other than the automated. So I get this email and, and it's got an audio thing. And so I listen to it and it's her saying, Hey, I've got this idea basically asking me if I would help her teach something in her course. After I ran down the stairs, told my wife who looked at me and said, who, I, I don't understand. I ran back up 
and so of course I, I did it. And then I mentioned to her at the time that I was working on a GDPR training. Um, and she said, wait, what, 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 what's going on here? And she found out I was giving it away for free. Most people were charging for them. And I said, no, no, I, I'm just giving it. And so she then had me on her podcast. Um, and from there I am now, she tells people I'm her resident attorney. And so I basically built this relationship with a true in influencer by just giving and showing up and doing it the right way without even knowing that's what I was doing. So then flash forward, one of the bonuses for signing up was this live event. And so I go and everyone who was there besides the people who were at our table and, and me not among that group, we had signed up at the same time. We were, had started at Equals, but then I had kind of become the star because everyone knew who I was because I gave so much in the group. And so Amy and her team ultimately put me at your table with kind of her invited guests rather than most of the people who had kind of paid for the program. Well, and I, I love, thank you so much for sharing that story because I love so much that you shared and I, I want to kind of dive into a little bit. And first off, I started, I had my, my mic muted, so I didn't laugh over you, but I was cracking up when you were saying that Amy voice emailed you because that's how she communicates. Whenever I get a text from her, it is always a voice yep. text. Like, I'm like, oh, of course she did. Yeah. So that was cracking me up. Um, but I want to talk about that idea of giving. And I, I love that you shared that because it, it made me think of, of two things. One, the power in giving mm -hmm. and the power of really showing up to raise your hand, to serve purely from your heart and with the purest of intentions to say, this is my zone of genius, you know, I have something to share. I have something that I think could really benefit everyone and I'm going to give it away and it's really good stuff. And not only am I going to give away, I'm going to give it away for free. Mm -hmm. So right there is, is so important. Just that idea of giving and the impact that it can have because you gave, you know, the snowball effect of things happened. But I would even take it a step farther to say it, it was more about what you were giving. You were giving something that was truly your genius. It was specialized. It was unique. It was GDPR last year. Everything we were so, everybody was so hot on the GDPR and needing to know that. Mm -hmm. So it was also being, and you, you know, you probably weren't even, you were just being yourself. It probably wasn't even this strategy, if you will, but because what you were giving was so vital and so important and so needed that made you stand out and that made you become so recognized. And so I think that for those listening, not only is it important to give, yes, that is the first step, but you want to make sure that what you're giving is actually quality and, and really something of value that people, that people want to need. And if you can hit both of those, like like you said, I mean, you can, you can impact so much. You can really start to make those who have a big influence, really start to, to notice you and, and notice the work and, and notice most importantly, the purpose and the passion behind that. And um, I just love that you shared that. So thank you. Yeah. Well, and I think what you said is important, but I also think it's important that we make clear, you have to give not as a business tactic. It can't exactly. be, I give because I want to get back. And, right. and the way that I try to make people explain this is think about it in your personal relationships. So you're married, I'm married. If I do something nice for my wife with an expectation that she's going to give something back to me, it's, it doesn't work, right? I mean, she doesn't, yeah. you know, it's like, no, that's not going to work. It has to be that I'm just doing things because I care. Mm -hmm. And the funny thing is when you do that, 
that's when ultimately you get the thing that you would want to, I, I say, you know, bargain or whatever. That's the way it works. And so you have to totally. come to that realization. Totally. Um, and that's a lot of people give with an ulterior motive or they give because they're afraid to ask for money. It can't be that it can be, it has to be that you really are a giver at your heart. And if you do, yes. that, it will make a huge difference. Yes. And, and then that even goes back to, you know, sometimes people just give because it isn't, well, why not, if I just give and give and give and give and give, then eventually I'm, I'm going to receive, yeah. but that's not, if you have, if you have that mindset and saying, well, I'm just going to give all of this with that expectation, you're not opening up you know, that's not how the, the, the laws of, of the universe work. And so I, I love that you mentioned that, that just by coming from this pure place of, you know, this community could use this information, no strings attached, but I've got it. I'm going to share it. I hope it helps people. And in turn, not only did it help a lot of people, but it made them see who you really were and your integrity. And then that allowed for so many other amazing things to happen. Yeah, that's absolutely right. Absolutely. So I love that. So I want to kind of dive into a little bit of the of the tactical stuff, if you will. Um, you know, a lot of those listening, um, you know, they they are either just starting out or they've been at this for a while, but they don't really quite either feel or understand if they even need legal or if they do. Like, what does that look like, and what questions do I ask? And most importantly, just where do I even start with all of this? How do I even know if I need to get you know, a privacy policy on my website. What does that look like? Why do I need it? Do I need it? What should it say? Should I just go and copy somebody else's? But, oh, that person lives in Texas and I live in New Jersey. So is there going to be a difference because we're in different states? It's like all of these different kinds of questions can happen. So I would love if you could kind of break down what it is that you essentially offer, how, and I'll just say this for myself, it's kind of like legal legal for dummies. It's like, you know, how do you make this super attainable and approachable and consumable for someone like myself who runs a small business or someone who's just starting out or someone who just may need to kind of like cherry pick a few things without needing this huge encompassing, um, you know, retainer of, of legal work. Yeah, well, so let me step back. And, and what I've realized is there's a lot of different components um, to to getting things. And, and what I like to say is what I offer people is legal peace of mind. It's not legal protection, it's legal peace of mind, because you want to feel good too and not be worried about it. And to me, there's kind of three parts to that. So the first part is, and people don't like hearing this, you got to know a little bit about the legal stuff that applies to your business. Um, and the example I like to give is that you know, and, and Julie, even you don't have someone like me standing over your shoulder all day, every day, watching what I'm you're doing to make sure you're not doing anything wrong. And so the fact is you're doing things every day in your business that could have legal implications. And so you need to understand that stuff so that you just don't um, make a mistake. And, and I like to say you need to be what's called an issue spotter. That's what lawyers call it because that's what we were trained to do in law school is basically, it's not about getting the right answer. It's about spotting an issue. Then you can go figure out what the right answer is. And so that's what you need to do. And for your audience, it's going to be things like copyright and uh, trademark, understanding a little bit about what you can do. When can you use someone's brand? When can you not? When can you use someone else's content? When can you not? Those kinds of things you need to just get a basic understanding. of. Um, and so that's something a lot of people don't like to hear, but it doesn't have to be hard. It doesn't have to be painful. I give all that stuff away for free. I used to charge for it in a membership, but I just said, man, forget that. I have a free training academy that you can join. It's got 30 videos or something, because I just want people to have that 
partly because I know a lot of people don't really want to do it. So I say, hey, if I at least give it to them, it makes it easier. Um, then you have to take some strategic actions. So a couple of things uh, you should think about is trademarking or registering a trademark for your brand. If you have a brand that's not your personal name, that's an important thing to consider. That gives you protection so no one else can use it. So that's a simple and easy thing to do. Quite honestly, I, if you came to me and asked me to do it, I'd say, no, I'm too expensive and I'd send you to a much cheaper person because there's no reason to pay me to do that. Um, then the next piece, you talked about website policies and, and let me just go ahead and answer that question very simply. Yes. If you have a website, you need a privacy policy. It's required. There's no way around it. You've got to have that, but you also need a terms of use, which is think of that as kind of the basic rules of the road. And you need a disclaimer that's saying, you know, Hey, I, I'm giving you information, but I'm not giving you advice. I'm not a professional. You haven't hired me and, and some other random things. And it's loaded up. I'll be honest with you with the legalese that no one likes. But what that says is, Hey, you can't sue me. You can't come after me and all these different things. So that's your website. Get that. You're good. And then the next piece, you got to get all your agreements in writing. If there is an agreement that is important to your business, it should be in writing. Um, I told the story up front about me having to leave my old law firm for a purpose. I want people to understand, even I made that mistake. But if you don't, if you go without written agreements, what's going to happen is at the end of the day, you're going to end up in trouble and you're going to end up with a dispute. Um, it, it may be a dispute about whether you had an agreement in the first place or what you talked about, what the agreement was, or who knows what else. And so you need to have that in place. And if you're selling courses, you need an agreement for that because it's going to say what your refund policy is and a bunch of other little kind of minutiae like that. So that's kind of the big part. And I, I like to say that that's the most important tool or most powerful tool you have in your arsenal. And that's why it kind of makes sense. Duh, you know, templates are what people need. And for the most part, you don't need me. I mean, if you have a compli complicated uh, relationship you're trying to create, a complicated deal, yes, then maybe you need to bring in a lawyer. But most of this stuff you can do yourself um, because most of the stuff that we're doing is pretty similar. Um, you know, if you just think about, I'll just use coaches, uh, online coaches. So if online coaches, you're doing pretty much the same thing. And so it can be templated out. And you mentioned, you know, are the laws different state to state? A little bit, but not really enough that matters because um, contract law, which is what governs all this, is pretty much the same everywhere in the United States. It's also pretty much pretty similar in Canada, in the UK, and in Australia. Just about everybody that comes from the English system has a very similar um, set of laws. So you can use templates for it. And then the last piece that I say is you need a community where you can get support. I mean, I'm sure you know this. I'm sure the people who, who follow you know this. Having a place where you can go and ask a question and get an answer from someone who actually knows what they're talking about can be hugely important. And so you need that final component. Um, and, and so I have that. Again, I have a free group. And then for people who are kind of in my signature product, I have a, a separate group that's for them to try to help them with that piece as well. So that's kind of how I structure it. And I have a la carte. I have big big packages. I have all kinds of different stuff. And I, I'm wondering this, and this is just because I've gotten this question a lot in my community. There's a lot of influencers or bloggers or YouTubers who will um, either be offered sponsorships, brand deals, that sort of thing, or they'll pitch themselves for that and then have to negotiate. Um, you know, at this point in 
because I have a program on pitching, you know, I make sure to, to always say, you know, you got to have it in writing. You got to have a contract in mm-hmm. place. Does email count as in writing? Well, well, so email is in writing. I mean, I mean, there, there's that, but so when you actually have a, so again, and, and here's what I'm gonna tell you, if you, if it's a small deal, that's fine. Right. Don't worry about, don't worry about anything more formal if it's a small deal. Mm-hmm. And that's going to apply to just about any kind of written agreement. The point of what makes an agreement powerful is, or part of what makes it powerful is that there is a written record. Mm-hmm. So memories fade. I mean, six months from now, you're not going to remember exactly what was agreed. But if you can go back and look at a written agreement, it's there. It's simple. You don't have a problem. Mm -hmm. So that's part of the power. So an email is good enough for that. Um, When you get to a bigger deal, though, you're going to want to have an agreement that's written out. And I like to say there's kind of um, a hierarchy. Mm -hmm. So the worst is no agreement. Well... Or it may be the worst is an agreement prepared by a lawyer who doesn't know your business and doesn't know what he's doing because that could actually be counterproductive. You think you're protecting or not. So, mm-hmm. um, but those are the bottom tier. Next up from that is just something you write yourself. Yes, there's legalese that I'm going to want in there as a lawyer that I'm going to want to include, but I would rather have you just write out what is the agreement. What are all of the critical terms of your agreement? Write those out if you can't do anything else. Then one step above that is a template prepared by a lawyer who, um, who you know, works in your space. And again, what I would say is just so you get a sense, most of my templates, they have a lot of the legalese, but a lot of the stuff you're going to have to fill in because I can't say what the agreement is. You're, you're going to have to know what the agreement is, even if you hired me. Um, so you'll fill in things like, what is the agreement? I mean, what are they going to pay you? What are you going to promote? Those kinds of things. And then obviously the, the, the highest level is actually coming to a lawyer and getting a custom bespoke contract made. But just so you know, that's going to be thousands of dollars every time. Um, You're just not going to get anything cheaper than that. And again, unless it's a really big deal, it doesn't make sense to pay that kind of money for it. So um, that's what I suggest. If you are someone who actually is doing the same deal over and over again with different brands, it might make sense to maybe start with a template create what you think, and then go work with a lawyer for a couple hours to get it really good after that. And then you will have your standard template, which you can send to everybody. So that's kind of a hybrid approach you can take as well. That's nice. And then it's also good that, you know, if it's, if it's a legitimate company, they're going to have a legal team that probably has an agreement that they're going to be sending to you. I would actually be worried if if, if they didn't, I would be like, I don't know about this brand. They must not be legitimate if they're not sending me something. Um, yeah, it's funny you it's 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 funny you say that because I actually was, was doing a testimonial interview uh, with someone recently, and they, they said the same thing. They said when they're dealing with a company or they're dealing with a service provider who doesn't have an agreement, they're like, you, you know, it makes you think something. So yeah, if you're working with a big company, first of all, if you're working with a big company, they're going to have it. They're not going to accept your agreement anyway. Right. They're going to x out a bunch of whatever it is. So you're going to have to start with theirs, and then maybe you're going to have to work with an attorney to understand exactly. What Exactly. Um, well, thank you for walking us through that. I think that that's going to be really, really helpful. Um, so for next steps, I would love to know what this year looks like for you, who you're really excited to, to serve, um, how you're going to be showing up and, um, and kind of what you, what your goals are and what you really see to kind of come from this year and, and what you have kind of brewing for us. Yeah. So what I've kind of committed to myself uh, is that this year is about me focusing on my signature product, which is, I call it my template library. 
um, people, when you buy it, you get all of my templates now and then any in, I introduce in the future. So it's kind of a, a an all access pass or, um, um, you know, all you can eat buffet, whatever you want to call it, basically. So that's what I'm focused on. I'm focused on launching that multiple times. We talked before we started recording. I'm as we're recording this, I'm literally doing kind of the first launch with true webinar, Facebook ads and everything. So that's my big goal, uh, my big rock. Um, I'm building out some other things. I just rebuilt my website. I'm uh, rebuilding sales pages and things like that for individual templates. Um, but what I what I really am interested to do is, is continue to expand my offerings and continue to serve my community more. So I keep hearing about you know different templates that people would like, and so I have a list that's I don't want to say it's a mile long, but I have a list of a dozen or so templates that people want me to create. So that's part of what I'm excited to do is get those things because I listen to my market now. I'm, I'm smart enough to do that. Um, and then I'm excited to actually just show up and spend time with entrepreneurs. That's what actually gets me revved up. And so I'm doing a lot of that now. Uh, we also talked about this. Uh, I joined James Wedmore's um, Inner um, Circle Mastermind. So I'm doing that this year and, and getting to spend time with a lot of great entrepreneurs. This year, though, I'm really not going to expand my product offerings other than adding out templates. Um, but I am thinking towards what 2020 looks like. And, um, you know, I foresee that at some point I'm going to expand out into, or I should say out of the legal world um, and do more business coaching, do more of that, because a lot of people are asking me that already. Um, and I've been dealing with a lot of people who are starting out and, and I, for some reason, I kind of get it. It kind of, it, it fits in my mind. Um, and the funny thing is even before my business was successful, I could see what other people needed to do in their business. So that's kind of the next step, but I have committed to myself. I'm not really going to do much other than write down my thoughts about that for at least the next nine months and then maybe start developing it out for 2020. So that's my plan for the year, actually. Nice. Um, I would love to know, because that's an incredible plan. I love how streamlined it is. I love how focused it is, how niche it is. I would love to know, how, how was it always that way for you? Yes or no? And then no. if not, how did you overcome those challenges? Because a, a big feedback that I get um, from a lot of people listening is that they may have an idea that's similar to yours. Not that they're coming from the legal perspective. Maybe it's health and fitness. Maybe it's wellness. Maybe it's life coaching, what have you. But they're like, yeah, I have this idea. I want to create these templates. I want to I want to create a monthly membership, what have you. But they don't know where to start. You know, And they're so afraid to start anything because they're so afraid that they're going to create the wrong template. So how were you able to not only start talking to your audience the right way, but really clearly identify what it is that they needed. And how did you make sure that you were the right person to provide that for, for them in order for you to just focus down and make it happen? Well, so I had a lot of false starts. Um, so when I first started this, my idea was I was going to create a course, like I mentioned, and I thought I was smart enough that I didn't need to listen to people. But not only that, at that point, I didn't even want to niche down. I was just going to create a course for entrepreneurs. And I was thinking it could include startup, technology companies, online entrepreneurs. Now I look back and I say, what were you thinking? I mean, there's no way that would work. Um, but so I, I started that course and that didn't really work. 
Then I went to um, a, I called it a membership, but it really wasn't a membership because it wasn't like you could come and go anytime you wanted. It it was basically a course that I was calling a membership. Um, But, you know, that sold, but over the summer, over the summer of 2018, I kept doing that and I kept doing live webinars every week. And I wasn't getting a ton of traction. I was getting decent traction, but not a ton. And after that event where we met, um, someone that I met there talked to me and she was helping me with my content strategy because she's a content strategist. And so we started talking and she said, I think you're missing the mark. So what do you mean? She said, I think templates are, are, are what you should sell. At this point, mind you, I had put a stake in the ground that I was actually going to move away from that membership and back to courses. And I was going to do two or three different courses and all this. And I literally started interviewing my potential customers to, to hear that. But then I looked at the numbers and I went back and looked at my data and found I had spent probably 85% of my marketing dollars and 95% of my marketing time on that membership. It was 35% of my revenue. I had spent hardly any time and very little money on the templates and they were 65% of my revenue. They were just in the background, people just finding them and buying them. And so I said, okay, I'm not, I'm not too dense. Um, this is a good thing. And so that's what I did. That that's was kind of the realization. And I just said, at some point, focus matters. And I'm going to focus and I'm going to perfect this. It's a problem a lot of us have that we have a lot of ideas. And it's a lot of fun to bounce from thing to thing. But at the end of the day, I mean, normally, it's not going to be the first launch that you have a, a huge success. It's not going to be the second launch. It's going to kind of gradually, and then all of a sudden, it's going to shoot up. And so the only way you're going to get that success is if you're kind of consistent with it. So um, I've spent, that was August that we met, I've spent every hour since then, essentially working through this and trying to figure it out and putting together a plan, my content plan, my social plan, all of it now is geared towards my templates to selling the stuff that sells in the background, but then also to my launches every so often. And so um, I see kind of a trend that's going uh, very much in the right direction. And so um, it's made me very happy. And, and I think if your listeners will actually follow through on that and take the time to commit, and I just say commit a year. And again, if you try something and it's a complete flop and you tell and talk to people and say, no, no, this is not what we want, change. But once you see something that's starting to work, stick with it and just keep going. Uh, and I think that'll be a key to success. That's such great feedback. And thank you so much for just sharing how you've been able to do that. And, and I think that so many of us can relate to that. And it's so easy to look at someone, you know, like we were mentioning Amy before, mm-hmm. that if you just walked into her audience and her brand today, you know, it's, it's so easy to look and be like, oh, well, that's just because she's got this many people on her email list and this many followers and this many people that listen to her podcast. And, you know, it just happens to her. And, you know, it's, it's so easy to, because you're, you're not there for the beginning of those first few years when it's like you're launching and it's, you're selling five courses here, 10 courses there, 15 courses there. However, it is, I love that you mentioned consistency because it is that one piece. Um, I remember before when I first started, before I even really knew how to launch, I don't even know what I called it a launch, but it, it was not a I didn't know what I was doing, but I was showing up in this kind of janky webinar and I was sending, you know, an email to people and maybe, you know, 30 to 40 people would show up and then I would have, you know, seven people buy great conversion rate. Yeah, that's, that's good. Those are good numbers. Those are great numbers, right? Yeah. Great conversion rate. But 
you know, I'm looking at like, oh, wow, only seven people bought. And I could have just stopped at that point. But yep. then I was like, well, let's do this, you know, next month and see if we can get seven more people, see if we can get 10 people, see if we can get 15 people. And then slowly but surely you start to pay yourself back for the time and the money, then you start to make a little bit more and then you start, you know, and then it's, it is the slow, but steady snowball effect. And so I think that, that, you know, what I guess my hope is for those listening, no matter what product or service that you want to create, or even if you're in an, an affiliate marketing company or an MLM and you're, you know, uh, selling other people's products and services, just keep with it. Even if you get that little sliver that it's working, I mean, that's, seven, that's seven customers, seven people thought this was viable enough to purchase it. How can you nurture those seven people? How can you make sure that those seven people use your product or use your, your service or get through the end of your program and see success and then see how you can double that and triple that in the future. I think that, that that really is the key. So thank you for sharing that and and giving us um, a really good reminder and insight on that. Um, Well, can I, can I, I want to dig down on something you said right there at the end. Yep. Make sure you serve the people because nowadays I don't, I mean, I have an, uh, I have an army of hundreds or thousands, I mean, in the hundreds, probably not thousands, but hundreds of people who are out marketing for me every day because they are pleased with what I've provided. So people ask a question in a Facebook group about, Hey, I need legal stuff. And I get tagged constantly. And so if you take the time to serve, and again, it can't be, I just want to get money and that's it. If you take the time to serve the people who you sell to, you will have your marketing force there. And so that is another, it's kind of a force multiplier and it takes a while for the snowball to build, but once it builds, it builds. It, it does. And there's no amount of PR dollars or Facebook ad dollars or ad dollars that you could ever spend that would ever outweigh the magnitude and the impact that you can get from a customer praising you and sharing your good news like tenfold. So it really is about serving the platform that you already have and serving the audience that you already have. A lot of times people constantly DMs every single day. How do you grow? How do I grow my following? I don't know how to grow. I can't grow no matter what I do. And I'm like, you're not focusing on the following that you already have. Even if you only have 10 people, that's 10 people that you're not paying attention to but you're expecting all these other people to want to follow you and you're not even paying attention to the 10 people that you have, like serve the platform that you already have and you will grow. And I'm, I'm basing this off the fact of, of, you know, if you're an integral person who has something that's really amazing that you want to share and service to the world. Um, but I think it, it's so easy just to keep looking on to the next thing without realizing maybe a little bit of, of the golden nugget that you already have there. Yep. I, I was laughing because I think I have a Twitter following of 30 something thousand, but I, I never serve them. And so it's useless. So exactly. I mean, yeah. And it happens. Yeah. Um, so before we wrap this up, I would love if you could share where we can find you on all the things, your website. Um, and then if there is one template or one program or one product that you have that you think is a must check out for our listeners, where can we check that out? Well, so my website is youronlinegenius.com. Um, you can go Great there. domain. Well, yeah, you know, that that was my online coach way back when she had that idea. And a lot of people, there, there's this running joke. Even Amy thought this. Amy thought I was saying that I was the online genius. I'm like, no, it's about I'm helping you protect your online genius. Right. But, but anyway, so so that's where you can find me. That's also where you can find me on the socials. That's my Instagram handle. That's my 
um, you know, Facebook, you can search. It. I've got a page. I also have a group, et cetera. Uh, I've got my podcast, the online genius podcast. So I've got all of that. When it comes to uh, a program or a freebie, I'm going to send you to something free. I'm not going to try to send you to something paid. Um, I, I would say join my online genius Academy. That's that free training portal I've got. It's got like 30 videos. Um, you'll be able to learn a lot about the legal stuff that applies to you. And there are links. If you need to buy a template, it'll, it makes it very simple where you can do it. So that's what I would say. You can do that by going to youronlinegenius.com forward slash academy. So again, just youronlinegenius.com forward slash academy and you can get in there. Awesome. Bobby, thank you so much for coming on today, for sharing your journey, um, sharing how you ser serve and show up to this amazing online community. And um, and just thank you for being here. I'm really excited to see um, the audience dive into all the stuff that you do and, and get the support, get the legal support that they need. So thank you. Thank you. I, it's been my pleasure. Wanting even more influencer podcast goodness and to connect with like-minded influencers? Join our Facebook community for daily tips on how to up-level your business and chat with myself and other listeners. All you got to do is visit facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash the influencer podcast to be a part of this wonderful community. Are you ready to create your own industry-leading influence? For show notes, downloads, and action-based tips, head to www.theinfluencerpodcast.com, where you can find out more about this week's episode, guest, and our host, Julie Solomon. If you enjoyed this week's episode, please take a minute to go to iTunes and leave a review so we can help other influencers like yourself build their own successful business.